Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. What is up, my friends? Yes, Summer Craig has arrived. Do not adjust your set. The top is that bright. Yes, it is. My wife said to me, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going on looking like that? You're going on that bright, Craig? You do know you're 41, right? Yeah, I do. But you know me by now, folks. Summer Craig drifting away. Look, I'm in a good mood despite my ranty posted video on YouTube tonight about the owners. I'm going to go through and talk about the latest in our football club, ins and outs. And yeah, you know the drill. It's Monday night. Sit yourselves down. Get relaxed. Grab yourself a drink. Kettle on. Tea. Coffee. Beer. Whatever's your choice. Let's sit down and have a little bit of fun. I don't want tonight to come across like I'm being a ranty, loudmouth yob. Because that isn't my intent. But I'm, uh, I'm annoyed. I am. I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed. And I'm worried, most importantly. I'm worried about what might happen this summer or... Actually, what might not happen this summer? Let me start off by asking a simple question. What has Adrian San Miguel done to deserve a new deal at Liverpool Football Club? Because, as per the ever-reliable Fabrizio Romano, it's been signed, it's done, it will be announced soon. I'm going to repeat that. What the fuck has Adrian San Miguel done to deserve a new contract at the football club? I don't care what he's being paid. If he's still on the 60 grand he was on, it's way too much money. Because this is real money. This is actual human money that has been given to this man for what? Because the best that I've heard, the best solution, the best answer I've been given is, he's good around the training ground. He's well liked. Fuck it, I'm well liked. Give me 60 grand a week and I'll be a third choice goalkeeper. It's not good enough. And again, what signal is it? What sign does it send? Might be a small thing. But again, it's, ah, well, that'll do. He's not good enough. Jib him off. So long. Farewell. Bye-bye. But no. He can't. He can have a new deal. But Jimmy Milner can't have a new deal. Remember, Klopp wanted Jimmy to get a new deal. But FSG seemingly thought better. But yet they've sanctioned Adrian San Miguel to steal a living for another year. And I'm supposed to take that with what? I'm supposed to just sit here and go, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. That's great. It's not. It's a joke. He's terrible. We were the first club in history to extend him. And now we've extended him twice. 
Sometimes it feels like somebody is taking the piss at Liverpool Football Club. Sometimes it feels like they're pushing our buttons just to see if we're going to explode. I can't for the life of me figure out how this man has gotten a new deal. I can't. I don't mean to bang on about it because it's not that important really. But it's money. It's real money that you're going to have to pay for. That people who are buying the overpriced kits that have been released. And 95 euro for a stadium shirt. You fucking thieves. That is absolutely disgusting. The fact that Nike, Liverpool and FSG can look us as fans in the eye and ask us to spend 95 euro or 150 euro for the Vapor version is a joke. It is a football shirt that is made for pence over in... Somewhere, I don't know, I don't actually know which potential sweatshop they're being made in. But I know one thing, you're robbing bastards. You're happy to take the big money for simple things like shirts, for new corporate tickets, but you won't spend it, will you, you cheap fuck? Man, I've decided I don't care anymore. I'm not going to hold back my through thoughts on FSG. I'm going to let it out, because somebody has to. Somebody has to continue to try and convince people to speak up, to try and get people to understand that you're not greedy, you're not pathetic, you're not a fair weather fan, you're not a wool, you're not an arsehole. You're a fan who has a belief that a club who was ranked on the Forbes list as being, I think, the fifth most valuable in the world should act like it, should have owners who are ambitious. Our owners aren't ambitious. Our owners won things and sat in their hands Instead of trying to build. Because remember, when we won the league, when we won the European Cup, we weren't that far away. We didn't need the serious investment that we need now. But it was their procrastination. It was them sitting on their hands and second-guessing our manager and trying to convince the world we didn't need a midfielder and trying to get the mouthpieces in the media to write to say, well, Liverpool are looking in good shape going into this pre-season. No, we weren't. Last year, it was abundantly clear we needed at least one midfielder. And then what do we get? Arthur Mello. 13 minutes of football for a loan fee of, I think, 4 million quid plus his wages. So between Arthur and Adrian, we're probably talking about Liverpool throwing close to 10 million away. But money's tight. Wages are high. We can't afford to act like a big club. Who are these lads trying to kid? You see Aston Villa, you see Fulham, you see other clubs outspending us. It's pathetic. Time and time again, we're told that we have to cut a cloth accordingly. When do the lies stop? When do people wake up? When do we demand more? Because this shit wouldn't fly at most other football clubs. But for some reason, FSG have hoodwinked, have mind-fucked, half the Liverpool fan base into believing that they're great owners. They're, they're okay. They're all right. But they're not owners that want to win constantly. They're not owners that are trying to make Liverpool into a dynasty, who are trying to make us look back and think, wow, remember Kloppo's time at Liverpool? We did everything we could possibly do. We gave the man every penny that we could. And yes, our manager is going to come out and tell us that he knew about this because... Well, our manager's part of the problem. Doesn't sound good to say it, but he is. Now, there's no saying that he hasn't done a lot of things right, Jürgen. I love the man. There's nobody else I'd rather at the helm of the football club. But he's made mistakes. He's made big mistakes. He didn't invest in a midfielder. He looked to the camera and told us 
We don't need one. How can we improve on what we have from the likes of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, from Naby Keita? He's too loyal. He needs to be ruthless. And if the owners undermining him about James Milner doesn't prove where their true intentions are, I don't know what to say to him. Because that's a very simple thing. A request from Jurgen. Give James Milner another deal. I disagree with it. But he's been undermined and yet he's still out there tone the company line. Saying things that baffle me at times. Because what I'm seeing with my eyes don't reflect what Jurgen Klopp says at times. But that doesn't mean I don't love the man. That doesn't mean I don't think that he can get it right. But it means I've got no faith. And I want pressure applied to the owners. Because we need to be better. Look at what the players Arsenal are being linked with. They're being linked with the likes of Rice. They're being linked with Viega from Celta Vigo. They're being linked with players who, if we even dared to request, we'd be laughed at. Imagine me coming on here and trying to tell you right now that Liverpool are running the rule over a potential move for Declan Rice. You wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't believe me because you know they wouldn't sanction it. Not because he's not good enough. Not because he couldn't do a job. But because John W. Henry and FSG are cheap. And that's the truth. So rather than trying to tell us that they walked away from a player that they spent two years chasing around, buttering up, you know, sending Jurgen Klopp or, excuse me, sending Jordan Henderson and Trent Alexander-Arnold and other Liverpool players to get pally-pally with and all the posts that we've seen and all the lies that have been told. Remember, Jurgen Klopp's words were, and I'm going to keep coming back to this, the only problem with that player, Jude Bellingham, was that he wasn't available. Well, guess what, my friends? When he is available, we're nowhere to be seen because we've thrown our toys out of the pram, run away with our hands in the air, balking at the potential of paying about 120 million euro for generational talent, a future England captain, a potential future captain of the football club. But this isn't what's going to be put out in the media. What you're going to see in the media is he chose Real Madrid because, because Liverpool couldn't be arsed pushing through. And because Liverpool want to try and save face. And because FSG have so many people who are willing to do their bidding that it quite frankly makes me sick. I sound and feel like a lone wolf crying about this, shouting about this. Because I don't know what it's going to take. Are you willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for this transfer window? Do you truly believe that you will sit there come September the 1st and go, well, that was brilliant, wasn't it? Nail that one. Absolutely every player I wanted was gotten. You know it ain't going to happen like that, right? We'll get McAllister in. Very grateful for it. Brilliant signing. We'll do a great job. But then we know what's going to come next. Sales, 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 and them trying to make the numbers work. Never mind the fact that we freed up about six or seven hundred grand a week with the players who are moving on. We're going to penny pinch once again. And it's pathetic. And I'm done with it. And I want Jurgen Klopp to be supported. That's how I feel. I know, maybe I've gone a bit too far. Maybe I've pushed the envelope at times. But it's because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of football fans being taken for idiots. I'm sick of football fans seeing one thing with their own eyes, but being told something else, because that suits the narrative. That isn't how I work. I'm a simple person. I say what I feel. I say what I see. And if you don't like it, I get that. I understand that. But trust I only want the best for the football club. Because I do. I love it. It dictates my life. It dictates my moods. It's what I build my whole year around. It's how I book my holidays around. It's how I live my life is to support this football club. And to see owners come in who have got to the top of the mountain, who have got to the promised land, 
and then just watch it all crumble and fall away. It's pathetic. And it isn't going to get any better. Welcome to the show. Uh, thoughts on Fabio. Fabio Carvalho looks like he's going to move on this summer. The only question is, will it be a permanent move with a potential buyback clause or will it be a loan? Now, you guys have seen what I've seen today, right? That there was a bid that came in from an unnamed Champions League club and I don't know who the club is, but it was turned down. It was rebuffed by Liverpool and that's okay. We've every right to refuse an offer, but the kid deserves to play, right? And there's a couple of posts on social media that kind of show he's a little bit pissed off. So there was one post in which he replied to somebody who posted next top model and Fabio replied by saying, all I do now. So he's pissed off, right? Now, in fairness to Kloppo, he did come out and say how proud he was about the way Fabio has handled it. And that's to Fabio's credit because I wouldn't be so patient. Because remember, we took the kid from Fulham where he was settled, happy and playing football. We brought him to Liverpool and yet again, we're about to see a player potentially just pawned off very quickly with maybe a pathway back. But are we going to trigger any potential clause if we put in a buyback clause? I don't know. If he goes out on loan, we're still going to have the same problem. Where is he going to fit into the squad? Where was the rationale? I like the kid. I like the player. I think there's talent there. But I'm confused about the treatment. Just as I was confused about Sadio Mane. And how he left. Just as I was confused about how Genie left. Because these guys aren't leaving the football club with nothing but great thoughts and admiration. They're frustrated. Look at their posts. Look at Genie still hasn't spilled the beans. But I bet you he's pissed off about a derisory offer that came from the owners. That's my take. What's my thoughts on Fabio? Um, that he's going to move on this summer. The only question will be if it's a loan or if it's a, a potential sale with a buyback clause. What I think, I would be inclined to go for the sale because at least it would bring in money. And if he blossoms into the player that we believe he could be, then you have a mechanism to bring him back. But you freed up the cash in the meantime. So yeah, I'd sell him. Um put the buyback clause in and maybe, you know, maybe lose a couple of million off the, the, the valuation because you're putting that, that buyback clause in. So that's what I'd do because it frees up money. Uh, thoughts on Fabio's Instagram comments, but it shows frustration, doesn't it? And I can get it. You know, I hope, I hope he, look, all kids want to want in this scenario, be a Quivian Kelleher, be a Fabio Carvalho, be a Harvey Elliott, whoever it might be. They want to play football, you know, They've worked hard to get themselves to a position where they're at a club and that should be the pinnacle. And they're not he's not getting to play football. And you know, I think it's right to to allow him to move on and play football. You know, whether that's on a loan or whether it's a permanent deal. And I think it'll happen in fairness to Liverpool. I think that they'll make that happen for Fabio. But it must have been a very frustrating and disappointing season for the kid because he didn't really get many opportunities for whatever reason. Uh, Philly said the way we've treated Carvalho is disgusting the lad's been watching players with no future at the club getting his minutes and what sort of precedent does that set for future young players coming in I've said similar Philly on stream so you know I don't get it either I don't get why Kader got a fucking second this season Um, I don't get why Adrian's got a new deal there's a lot of stuff I don't understand and I've made a point of saying I don't like giving minutes to people who aren't going to be at the club next year. Give it to the kids. Give it to the lads that are trying to prove themselves and that maybe have a future. It was when Ox was playing left wing over him I got mad. Yeah, see, I don't get that either, Hannah. Like, what's the point? Nothing against Alex at all. Like, but 
like, does anybody feel like playing Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain over Fabio Carvalho was going to give us a defining moment, a game-changing thing? I, I never feel that. So I don't understand the thought process behind giving somebody minutes that we know is leaving. Unless it's somebody who's leaving because the contract's up and we've tried to keep them, but they're that shit hot that they could be a difference maker. I don't think, with all due respect to Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, this season anybody really had the belief he was going to be a difference maker. Carvalho, we didn't know and he didn't get the chance. I was willing to let them off when we were targeting Jude, but since that was another lie, I'm definitely done with FSG. Now look, I know people are going to watch this and people are going to laugh at me and people are going to think that I'm a loudmouth and people are going to think that I'm an idiot. And half of that could be right, but I care. So I speak up. So for me, I'm honest. I've seen too many people that have platforms for our football club cower, say nothing, keep the status quo, take the access, but not speak up out of fear. That's no way to rule anything. Now, I've been talking to you guys about my perception of Liverpool Football Club journalism and the journalists that cover the patch. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I don't see much actual journalism going on. I don't see much digging, much question asking. I see a lot of passing on information that's been given to them or fanzine type articles that don't really delve into the issues and call people out. But I understand why. Because you speak up, you might be out of a job. You might have access removed. You might not be allowed to ask the questions at the press conferences. I understand it. But still, you're only, you're only playing into the problem. How many times have you... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You guys sat through a press conference post-match, before a match, and seen the same softball bullshit questions asked over and over and over. And what happens if somebody dares speak up and question it? Well... They're shouted down pretty much. They're on their mind because they dare to actually want more or ask a question that might be a bit tricky to answer or that there isn't a preconceived, typed out, bullshit, paste and copy response. I'm sick of it. But that's why fan channels are important because we do have an audience. We do have people that feel the same way we do. Football has been turned into this sterilised, semi-contact bullshit and I'm sick of it. Liverpool Football Club and our fans need to come together and call this shit out. Because I promise you, next season, if we aren't back in the Champions League, best of luck. It ain't going to get easier.
Because those around us aren't sitting on their hands. Those around us, they're optimistic. They're positive. They're out there spending money. They're out there trying to recruit the best of talent. Now, Chelsea, as an example, £600 million to finish in the bottom half of the Premier League. And already I'm seeing them linked with a 60 million quid move for Ugarte. They're bringing in Christopher Nkunku. They're talking about bringing in another striker and probably a couple more. And we all laugh and joke about Todd Bowley and rightly so because what he's done has been pretty shit. But at least he spent money. When are we going to get that? When are we going to get a window that maybe the books don't balance? That maybe Liverpool have spent an extra 150, 200 million. When are we going to get that? Because remember, they bought the club for 300 million. It is now valued at about 4 billion, but they don't want to invest in it. Oh, they'll invest in shit that'll make the money back. They'll invest in the stand. They'll invest in the main stand on the Annie Road. They'll do stuff like that. Why will they? Because it appreciates the asset value. And because you, I, and every other Liverpool fan will end up paying for that. They haven't done it. John W. Henry and FSG haven't just bestowed the main stand on any road upon us. They've crunched the numbers, they've seen it'll increase the asset value, and they will make the money back quicker by putting in more corporate seeding. They don't give a fuck. Stop kidding yourself. They're number crunchers. We need an owner with emotion. We need an owner that shows up. We need an owner that really gives a damn. And FSG aren't that. Now look, I do have some sympathy for them. I do understand that they came and bought a football club at a time where they believed that UEFA, FIFA were going to implement FFP and impose sanctions. That's been shown to be toothless. So FSG were at a crossroads. They could have sold up. They could have moved on. But they didn't. They chose to stay. And not because they wanted to fight. And not because they wanted to back Jurgen Klopp. And not because they wanted to prove a point. They did it because there was still a pound note in it for them. They did it because John W. Henry sits up at night and I imagine fears missing out on a couple of quid. Heaven forbid you fucked off now, John, and took about three billion in profit for FSG because there might be another half bill on the table in a few years' time if you milk that cash cow a little bit more. But here's the thing, John. Klopp can only pull so many rabbits out of the hat. He can only work so many miracles with the recruitment team. He can only coach players so much without support. You need to give what, in my opinion, is the best manager in the world the tools to do his fucking job. Let's just give them this summer. See, I hear where you're coming from, King's Mano. I do. And I appreciate your optimism. But there's a phrase, and I'm paraphrasing the phrase because I don't have the exact quote off the top of my head, but there's a phrase that goes something along these lines. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Now look at the ownership of FSG and Liverpool Football Club. Whether it be after winning a Premier League, winning a Champions League, bringing in new shirt sponsorship, bringing in Nike as a partner, after every single one of these things, has our business changed really? Have we had a window where we haven't had a net spend in the year of between 30 and 50 million? I'd suggest no. And nothing in my makeup believes that they're going to care now and that they're going to really want to put it right. Look at the players we're being linked with. They're already a step down. We can't dare dream about a Harry Kane. We can't dare dream about a Declan Rice. We did dare to dream about a Jude Bellingham, but once again, bait and switch. Sell you the dream of Bellingham, tell you it's possible until it comes time to happen, and then we pull the rug out 
and enter stage left, Ryan Gravenberch or Mason Mount or somebody else that quite frankly won't be fit to lace the boots of a player like Jude Bellingham. And I don't understand the decision to walk away. I don't believe the nonsense that's going to come out to say that this was his decision. Rail was who he wanted all along. I know that not to be the case. I know for a fact he would have come to Liverpool Football Club. But what do we look like again? Fools. Gobshites. Who blow smoke up a player's arse for two years and then run away. But yet I'm supposed to believe and read with a fucking stray face that we were in for Kylian Mbappe last summer. Where we fuck? You bitch moaned and cried about giving a man who has broken almost every record of goal scoring and attacking at our football club. You made the man basically come out and beg for 350 grand a week. He would have gotten that no problem elsewhere. And then in the same breath you choose to bitch and moan about the wage bill and tell us that's the reason why we can't be too active in the market. Because the wage bill, because the wage bill, because the wage bill. Stop it. Stop believing it. Stop taking the soup. Speak up. We chased them for a long time too. And it wasn't a secret, Maddie. You know, even journalists, everyone was briefed about it. Everybody knew that we were going after Bellingham. But it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And Real Madrid will probably get him for a little bit above what we walked away from. About 120 million euro, maybe. That'll probably be the number that'll get the deal done. I don't understand it. I don't. This might make you laugh. But I'm a relatively optimistic person in life in general. But I don't like being taken for a fool. I don't like somebody looking in my eye and saying one thing and then walking around the corner and doing something different. So FSG need to act like big owners or they need to understand that Liverpool have outgrown them. Sell up and fuck off back to Boston. One article that I read today, I want to believe, but I don't believe. And the article comes from the Mail. And the Mail have said that Liverpool have made an offer for Jules Kunde. I hope it's true. You know, he wouldn't be at my very top but he's a good, good player and he'd be better than what we have. At least with regards to Joe Gomez and Joel Matip. And again, he can cover the right side. So I'd take that. And he wouldn't be too expensive. Barcelona only paid about £46 million for him. And he's pissed off there because he's not getting enough game time in the position that he'd like. So maybe there's something to it. What do we think? Would you take it? I would. And I think, I think recently I've probably said no. I think I remember saying no in a video maybe three, four, five days ago. It came up in a conversation. I think I said no. But he's better than what we have. I would take him, but I don't believe it. And do you know what? Can I ask why you don't believe it, Theo? Rather than me presuming why you don't believe it. Because I think I know why you don't believe it, but I'd like you to tell me why you don't believe it. So I can then reply, if, if you don't mind, mate. Don't believe it, uh, Dalek said, purely because they've killed my belief in any good transfers. That's my point. That's kind of my point, mate. And I've said this time and time again. We have been manipulated into accepting mediocrity with regards to transfers. We've been manipulated into believing that we can't go out there and sign a player like Jules Kunde. How pathetic is that? Because we should be able to. We should believe we can. We should act accordingly, but we don't. He literally confirmed he's staying. I, I get I don't like I get your point, but he's also said that he's unhappy. He has been linked with multiple moves away from Barcelona. And I'm not saying this as a fact. I'm making a point of a level of player that we see ourselves linked with that we automatically assume no. 
And that's my point, I guess, that we're so browbeaten. We're so used to going after a certain level. He's not unhappy. It's all fake. Uh, it isn't. But okay. It, it, he is unhappy. Um, and it isn't all fake. It, it, this time we're talking about um, Kunde. I could be talking about anybody. If I said to you, like, did anybody really believe we were going to get Barella? As an example, did anyone think that when we were linked with Barella and when we were told to keep an eye on this situation, that we'd actually see Liverpool go after him and get him in? I didn't. I wanted it. It would have been brilliant. It was the right move. Great player. Right age bracket. Right experience. But I never believed for one second it was going to happen. There's no reason for that, though. There's no reason why Liverpool shouldn't be. Because I tell you what, if he was linked to Manchester United, I'd believe that they'd do it. I believe that it would be possible. I believe that they would put up the money. But I don't believe it with our owners. And I'm sick of having to see our manager, a generational talent of a manager, a once in a an era manager, have to work at one hand tied behind his back. When's the last time we bought a world-class player ready to go? Well, look, you can make an argument over Thiago, but I think there was an acceptance that it was at the end of his career and that, you know... Worth the, worth the punt. Um, you're talking about Virgil van Dijk, probably. God, how many years ago is that now? We've done it twice in the football club under Klopp. Alisson and van Dijk. And we know why as well, right? We know why we did it. Because we had that Coutinho money. Um, just look at the net spend over the last seven years under these owners. Look at how far down the league table we are of net spend. And net spend isn't everything, but it's a decent indicator of success. Look at it over the years. We we have been the smartest guys in the room, but we aren't anymore. Clubs like Brighton are outshining us. Clubs like Brighton and their recruitment and their scouting and their deal making, they're outshining us now. And the people that came to Liverpool Football Club and did so well, your Michael Edwards, your Julian Wards, they're all leaving. There's a turnover of staff that makes me very nervous. We've seen doctors leave. We've seen other support staff leave. Some of them biting their tongue and you could see it in their social media posts. Do you think Klopp's sentimentality could be a big issue for the club going forward? As much as I can stand the guy, I think Pep being cutthroat and not worried about upsetting people only works in Man City's favour. I think it's probably a very difficult tightrope to walk because... On one hand, you want to get the buy-in from the players um, and you want them to run through walls for you and you have to show them loyalty to do that. But I guess there's another way to do it where the success speaks for itself. My managerial methods have proved to be successful. We're winning stuff constantly. If you want to get into my team, you have to be at this level or quite simply, you'll be shown the door. Hard to say which one is best. They both have merits and each person, I guess, will have their own style. But I can say that I think Klopp's too loyal at times. I can say that I think he's made mistakes in that regard, yes. Would you rather win the Champions League or a Premier League? Once we won the Premier League, my mind wants to go back to European Cups because I love the European Cup. I, people will say the league's the bread and butter and I can't argue against that either. But for me, it's the European Cup. The European Cup is is what I dream about. But like... I would love to see Liverpool win another league title for the players so that they can have the moments that they didn't get to have during COVID. Jordan Henderson didn't get to lift that league title in front of a, a packed out Anfield. 
you know, they, it was lovely that they were able to have some of their family there. And for what was possible during um, COVID, I think that the Premier League and Liverpool did a very good job in um, in the title celebration. But they didn't get to have the parade. They didn't get to have the um, the adulation of the fans. I'd, I'd love a league title for that. For them, for that moment. I don't understand why Klopp bought three attackers when we got already four, eight no midfielders. So I didn't understand the Cody Gakpo signing um, at all. Not because I didn't rate Gakpo as a player. For the reason you're talking about. Why bring in a forward when, when we need midfielders? But once I heard Klopp explain his thought process about defending from the front and how Gakpo fits into what they're trying to do. And I seen him, you know, evolve into maybe another similar type player to Bobby with regards to his link up play and his intelligence. I got where Klopp was coming from and it started to make at least a bit more sense to me that, all right, he's trying to defend from the front with the press, which if you do that right and you don't give teams the time to get their head up and spot the Trent out of position or to play the precise balls over the top, you know, if you're pressing from the front and you're on it and you're at it, you can defend from the front and you can squeeze the pitch. So once I heard Klopp explain that, I'd under- I understood it a lot more. And he was right because it made a difference. Um, And he's been incredible for us since he's come in. Mason Greenwood looking likely to return to United next season. You know what I want to say here, right? You know what I want to say about Mason Greenwood. You heard the tape, probably. You heard what I heard. And I think this will be a case of football putting money ahead of morals. Now, people can come back and say, but hang on. He didn't, um, he wasn't found guilty of anything. Again, I heard the tape. Don't care if he hasn't been proven guilty of a crime. He's a prick. I don't know what message it's sending out other than we have a, an asset to protect. Where's the morals? Where's, you know, how can you, how can you in one breath say you want to remove hate speech from the game? You want to remove bullying from the game. You want to remove misogyny from the game. You want it to be equal. How can you do that? Spend a whole few years, Sky saying it, the Premier League talking about it, removing all this horrible, horrible shit that nobody should have to be subjected to. And then welcome back Mason Greenwood. How can you do it? It doesn't make sense. It's It doesn't conflate to the morals that apparently the game has. It's again, selective morals, selective outrage and hypocrisy. This is These are the type of things that, that, that really, really anger me because it's pathetic. And United should be better than that. Should be above that. I don't think he should ever kick a football in England again, personally, because I don't think he is the type of role model the game should be looking to project to the world. Just my opinion. That being said, going to call it a night, my friends, and um, I will see you tomorrow. Appreciate you all. I really do. Uh, So, yeah, look, much love. Appreciate you all, and I will see you tomorrow, where hopefully we have a little bit more concrete news to actually speak about. So thank you for your support, as always, guys. I'll chat to you then. Bye-bye. 